Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. I'm Cole. We slum at hearts. So you don't have to. You know okay. what? You know what? John C. Riley. Like it sounds like a mom who's had a, like two glasses of wine and she's calling her two white children. John C. John C. Riley. John C. Get in here. John C. <laughs> so John- so John I'm looking C. at Danny McBride's IMDb and the very first thing he was in was a movie called All the Real Girls and his character is named Bust Ass. <laughs> uh, <yes. laughs> So he is in Hot Rod. Okay, so yes, he's so in Hot Rod. before we started recording, we were talking oh, about Danny McBride, and we've <laughs> we've come to the conclusion that I thought Danny McBride and John C. Riley were the same person. Which one did you not think existed, though? You didn't know that Danny McBride <laughs> yeah, good was a person. I, yeah, I didn't know Danny McBride, <laughs> or I thought that John C. Riley was the person in yeah, Super Bad and Eastbound and Down and Hot Rod and stuff. So, like, like that. any Pineapple experience you had with Danny McBride, you just absorbed into your knowledge of. John or C. no, Riley. I think it's actually the I thought the name was John C. Riley, but I saw <laughs> I saw more Danny McBride movies and then when I saw things <laughs> that had John C. Riley, it's like, oh, that's that guy from Pineapple Express. <laughs> he's hilarious. Okay. Cuz like funny. what is cuz John C. Riley like he's probably in less like comedic movies at this point. Uh, I mean, Maybe, I, mean, I, don't I don't know. know. He's been in a lot now. He's also in, and he does do like the okay. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, like he's mostly been in stuff with Will Ferrell, right? Comedy stuff. They both yeah. have. <laughs> but wait, you're saying John C. Riley? No, but Danny yeah. McBride has done a bunch of like um, Apatow crew stuff too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but he's also he also freaking like wrote and um the most he's recent Halloween movie. And yeah, and he was in the most recent Your Alien Highness. Movie. He wrote Your Highness. No, yeah, he did. That's okay, but you don't remember that one. I do remember that one. Oh, but he was in. So, oh, he he said in the this interview, he said that he was like, he got the job for Alien, the m- most recent Alien movie, and he was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. I'm like in a serious movie finally. Like I've wanted to do. Like I've got all these joke roles, but now I'm in the serious movie. You know, it's a totally different genre. And then they're like, yeah, so the first scene we're doing is uh, uh, you and James Franco. And he's like, oh, crap. Because, <laughs> 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 like, everything, everything up until that point, is like every other thing he did was was him and James Franco, like, smoking weed yes, or whatever. exactly. <laughs> like, I don't want to be typecast here. Well, <laughs> crap. <laughs> Yeah, so he was in all this. Even he was in all this existed. like serious stuff, but then he played the Sasquatch in Tenacious D. What like in, the, in the HBO show? How it ran? John that C. was Riley like a did. million years ago. Yeah, it was in '99. I didn't Riley. remember that because he's like wearing makeup the whole time. Right. Yeah. It. But then uh, I I love the end of that episode when he sneaks he sneaks into the club. You tell Tenacious D, they kicked ass tonight. 
who should I say said it? Well, tell him it was a friend. And then he comes back in a second later. <laughs> Actually, tell him it was Sasquatch. They won't know who you're talking about if you say <laughs> <laughs> They both kind of have the same voice, too. Like that weird. Yeah. like voice. And the same build. I don't. I don't yeah. think I'm probably alone in thinking that they were literally the same person. I could see I one like Marvin correcting the other. That they're though. similar. Yeah, they occupy a very similar space. But I'm much. I'm. I've certainly seen way more things that have Danny McBride than John C. Riley. But I think in my mind, like you know, things like Step Brothers and Anchorman stick out, and it's like, oh yeah, that's that hilarious guy from, uh, you know, Pineapple Express or whatever, or Hot Rod. But have Hot you guys, Rod's pretty underrated, isn't it? I would agree. I've never seen underrated. It, but I would probably agree. It's, but it's, it's also really funny. It's it so also weird. fits into the category that we talked about recently of the third act of the movie is like super uh, yeah. dumb. It's all it's, like all the setup is what's funny, and then the resolve of it is like not not as entertaining. I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, I'm sure. Like I I know nothing about the like writing process for a movie. But if you picture the people who are writing movies that ridiculous, it's like not surprising. You know, like they probably also start projects on their house and don't finish them, you know. Well, I think it's just that the the investment that you have in the characters is not really there. So then you try to make it pay off and there's nothing to pay off. But also, like if you think about it. Yeah, like you don't care. Yeah, it's just funny. But think about this, too. It's like all of those SNL uh, actors made you know turned into hey here's a movie yeah, job like sketch comedy guys yes they're writing they're writing like two minute things and yeah they're like, like they need to get laughs immediately and they get immediate and they're insanely good they're in front of a live audience they're insanely yeah, like, good at Wayne's writing a two minute thing a movie it's weird that's a weird idea yeah and so then it's like okay we want you to stretch that two minute thing you <gasps> know like it is minutes. it yes. is kind of like that you know that mitch hedberg joke about oh you you do comedy. Can you write? Yeah. Like, do the, you farm? Fact, yeah. <laughs> you're a good cook. Do you farm? Like, you're good on yeah. SNL. That being good on SNL does not mean you're going to be a good actor necessarily. But yeah, I, I mean, I it's probably some indication. The MacGruber like, it is acting. The MacGruber movie, when he says, "I'm going to put the best team together," and it's like it's like a twenty minute stretch of like gathering the greatest team like do you you remember this no oh Have you guys yes. seen mcgruber yes yes and it's like it's like 15 20 minutes of like yeah. putting the best team together and then he blows them up by accident yeah that that's really joke, good oh that is such a great joke and to see, like that's just to, to just commit to like this this is gonna go this long and then to never return to it, like to just go, yeah, oh, yeah. Blew them up. <laughs> then they just move on. Yeah, and it's great because it's because that's such like a that's such like well worn territory or whatever where it's like, oh, we got to put these yes. this band of misfits and ne'er do wells together, you know. And then they're gonna make yeah. it work, but instead, McGruber's one of those things that on its face looks like it would be terrible to yes. me at least. And then it ends up being so freaking funny. Well, it's yeah, it's it, you. The premise, it's like, how could you stretch that out? Like, it's not possible yeah. to stretch that into a movie. There's no way. But at the same time, when you make fun of, I mean, it's like the same thing that makes Spaceballs 
or like Robin Hood Men in Tights or any like spoof movie, it's like, well, you already have sort of a lot of source material to pull from if you're just spoofing an existing movie. And it's kind of the same way where they're just like spoofing a ton of, they're kind of spoofing tropes, I guess. I don't know that they're spoofing any movie in particular, but, but it's not a straight spoof either. It's like, it's totally original, but they can at least fall back on, you know, making fun of making fun of conventions. Yeah. Making fun of conventions. Exactly. Yeah. I think the, the, the consistent beat in Gruber sketches is just the like is just the uh um MacGyver he's like making a thing and then he blows up like the timer's kick ticking down and then it, he messes something up and yeah. it blows up that's the that's the thing every time right which but is then, original to it like that's its own thing yes and just repeating it is what makes yeah. it funny right <laughs> because like doing the would've... same having it end the same way every single time it's because you way. expect you're so conditioned by like every TV show and movie that like <laughs> the joke gonna is going to be it'll only. Yeah, they'll pull it off eventually. <laughs> but it's like, no, they he just never, never do. Well, it's, it's also so, a direct reference, obviously, to MacGyver. So it's like to what now? MacGyver. Mick guy. Uh, what's that now? Ver. Uh, come again. Uh, Dude, Sphinter John C. Riley was in Days of Thunder. Was he Tom the. Uh, He's the other driver. He's like the main. Okay, so villain, that might be. He? This is like one of these Mandela. Oh no, no, effect. he's like his like head of his pit crew or something. This is like one of those Mandela effect things where like I thought <laughs> that Days of Thunder and Ballad of Ricky Bobby were the same movie, and <laughs> each of them Tom is in Cruise? one of the movies. You thought Tom, thought Cruise, Tom Cruise, was Cruise and Will Ferrell? And... Yeah, <laughs> you thought, I thought Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise Will Ferrell were the same like person? Five foot tall, black haired, dark skinned person was the same person Wait, as the is... six foot five, like pink skin. Yeah, I remember it was Will Ferrell that was in Top Gun, right? Like that was him. Yeah, dude, remember that? <laughs> remember that volleyball? I would love to see the volleyball scene with Will Ferrell with his shirt off. Remember, he Will has Ferrell's like the weirdest. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he has the weirdest body. Like he has some. It must have been from getting his appendix out. But he's like just chubby enough that it makes his appendix scar like even worse. It looks like he had a C-section or something like that. <laughs> and you can see it when he does on the cowbell skit. Yeah, you see it always. Yeah, that's true. You yeah, see it on plenty. Out. He loves like yeah, man. Will Ferrell's the best. Buck. He plays a guy named Buck Brotherton. <laughs> that sounds on what on Days of Thunder. Yeah. Gosh, that sounds like a that sounds he like is, a joke, man. How is that on Days like, of Thunder like and not on Ricky crew. Bobby? Buck Brotherton. Pit crew. That you has know, to be on Ricky. If Bobby. they were awesome, they, Brotherton. They, they should have Brotherton. They should have give given his character the same name in the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. He's not though. Yeah. He's he. It's John C. Riley that's in Ballad of Ricky Bobby. I know he's in. But both. he's in both. Oh. I'm saying he should Wait have had second. the same. Oh, name. you're saying that's John C. Riley. I thought you were saying Danny yes. McBride is in Days of Thunder. <laughs> Dang no, it. Danny McBride cool. was like 14 Guys, years old. Guys, I have like an actual mental illness, I think. <laughs> it's like you have face blindness, but it's with I names. I do, for and actors. only certain names. And it drives my wife insane because I'll be watching <laughs> we'll be watching a movie, and I'll say, oh, crap, who is that? Who is that? I'm and act- you're actor blind. It's fine. And then I'll finally figure out who I thought it was, and she's like, yeah, I guess that kind of looks like that person. <laughs> but she doesn't actually talk to me like that. Otherwise, you know what would happen. You would cry. 
Yes. <laughs> Dude, okay, so here's like one of the saddest titles ever. Uh, let's see. Like it was on title. It was on John C. Riley's thing and it was this movie he was in apparently. Gosh, dang it. Where is it? <laughs> it was Are You the Favorite Person of Anyone? Oh yeah, that's from The Wolfen. The huh? What's that? The Wolfen. The beeps, the squeeps and the creeps. Um, what the it was a what? short film. It was a short film on. So, are you familiar? This is like super, like, pretentious. Yeah, like poetry master's stuff. degree territory. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know McSweeney's, right? Yes. You know McSweeney's. I'm aware of it. So I love that place. So they have a magazine called The Believer that they publish, mm-hmm. and for a short time yeah, we, we they. All know. For a short time, they had this like DVD series that they put out called The Wolfen, which is like a whale and dolphin together, which was like, of course um, it is. It was like short films and documentaries on a DVD that, like, it's always like a video magazine thing. And that okay. was a short film on the first episode or the first series of The Wolfen, the first one. But that's like oh. such a, I don't, <laughs> I have no idea what the thing is about, but the title alone isn't, doesn't it, isn't it like heartbreaking? It is heartbreaking. Just they the would, concept would, of like he would like walk around and ask people, "Are you the favorite person?" Of okay, because he yeah, because his <laughs> character is listed as man holding clipboard or something. Yeah, man with a clipboard. <laughs> it's uh, it was oh Miranda July. I knew it was someone like who was it? Was it John C. Riley? Yeah, John C. Riley. Okay, okay, yeah. And so he just go. goes around asking people, "Are you the favorite person of anybody?" Dude, and that is like the answer that you probably for almost everybody is no <laughs> yeah like i guess if if you're married like that's yeah maybe but even then it's like if you're being you're honest like, you have to like, still. <laughs> people say how like oh my my spouse is my best friend and it's like yeah well that that's probably true in some cases but it's also not true in it's a like lot they of love you I'm like sure you don't have to be your best it. friend necessarily yeah <laughs> it is funny <laughs> Are you the favorite? There's also this really good documentary about Al Gore on that. (laughs) On that. Oh, really? Yeah. Where they like followed him around his house. It was like right after he lost to G Dubs. W. Yeah. Our greatest president. They're like, oh, people had seen this. He probably would have won. (laughs) (laughs) Because it like really humanized him and like. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like, oh, that was the problem. He, we didn't believe he was human enough. But that, I mean, honestly, yeah. that was kind of like I, that I, was the big part of the narrative. Yeah, I know we don't want to get into that, but isn't that part of the narrative with Hillary Clinton too? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, a lot of people think she's like corrupt and just a liar and and everything. But yeah, but that came later. Like, like that didn't really come out until Trump got into it and started saying those things. I mean, I, people, some weird, people though, did, but it I, wasn't like huge mainstream idea thing. I, so when you're on, I just flew back. Well, I oh, guess the Ben Gaza. By the way, I do have a story to tell from my. Oh, flight. I have some guitar stuff. You to have talk stories. About. We love stories here. We so sit stories. back, relax, <laughs> and listen to a story. Okay, so what was I going to say though? Oh, like when I, <clears throat> like uh, I'll I'll always download just like a bunch of YouTube videos and stuff onto my phone before I have long flights. Yeah, Judge Judy stuff. I just never know. know what I'm going to want to watch. 
but I ended up downloading this video. It was like the best of weekend update. There's no video. It's just like a still frame of Norm Macdonald and it's all Norm Macdonald stuff. And it's like three hours long. And it's just this super cut of Norm Macdonald weekend update stuff. And a ton of like the jokes about Hillary Clinton were just about her being a liar. And I was thinking, oh, like, really? <laughs> when was that? Although there was a couple of freaking hilarious jokes um, about like, eh, I won't, I won't try to butcher him, but basically along the lines of like Bill Clinton wanting to get in touch with OJ because he wanted some advice on things, oh. you know? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, there was, there was one <laughs> pretty dark. <laughs> one of them was uh, when Bill Clinton came out, uh, it like against gay marriage. Uh-huh. And it was like, yeah, he publicly renounced gay marriage. He also, or same-sex marriage. He said he's not too fond of opposite-sex marriage either. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a great joke, though. <laughs> oh, so geez. good, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Stupid. Okay, so we flew. So I was in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro is how they say it. In Portuguese, R at the beginning of the word sounds like H. It's freaking yeah. weird. Like Hoist Gracie. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, yeah. Did you say Rice Krispies? Hoist Gracie. Hoist. Like hoisin sauce? Hoist so, Gracie. Hoist Gracie. He's a, you know. From the Gracie family. Yeah. Horion Gracie. Brazilian. There's a Brazilian of them. Dude, there is, by the way. There's a lot of people there. So I was flying back. We flew back through JFK. Hua, also a MMA guy. Shogun Hua. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes, exactly. If you play a stringed instrument, you owe it to yourself to check out the Gabriel Tenorio String Company. Every string from Gabriel features a round core, fully hand-wound, one at a time in Gabriel's shop on a machine he designed himself to make sure you get the best, most consistent tone from your guitar. Gabrielle makes strings for electric and acoustic guitar, bass, mandolin, uke, bass six, banjo, and just about anything else you can think of strumming or plucking. Each set is specifically designed for your instrument to bring out the sound you always wanted to get out of it. Check out the all-nickel strings for a classic, mellow tone that feels broken in from day one and just gets better over time. I've had them on my telly for a little over a year now, and I just now feel like I need to replace them. I promise you, if you try these strings, you'll never want to play another brand again. Join the string cult today at thegts.co. So I'm I was flying back through JFK when you fly in like you go through customs at the first like American place you fly through, you know, and you have to get your bags and recheck them. Which is always annoying, but our bags took forever and we thought we had a long enough connection, but they took we seriously stood at the carousel for like 45 minutes waiting for our bags to come out and then you have to go back through security again and recheck your bags and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to run which, you know, I love running. I think that goes without saying that, like, if I, you know, if I'm athlete. looking for something fun to do on a Friday night, it's running. Yeah. You're an athlete. Um, we all know that. Wait, are you announcing your run for president? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I love running for office, for public office. So I get, I run, and I'm literally, like, I had to run straight from from the security place didn't even like Uh like i loaded everything into my backpack 
meaning like everything from my pocket. So I didn't have to like get it back out of the bin after security Mm -hmm. and just ran with my laptop in one hand and my backpack in the other and barely made it. Like they were just closing the door and I was the last person on the flight and I get on the flight and get to my seat and it's an aisle seat. The window seat is occupied by a man about my size and the middle seat is occupied by a woman who's larger than both of us. And I felt so bad for her because I know that feeling she's sitting there. They're like about to close the door and she has an empty seat next to her. And she's thinking, Oh man, I'm going to be able to put the armrest up and scoot away from this guy a little bit. And then I come strolling onto the plane, like huffing and puffing, sweating. Cause I've just been <laughs> running, you know, and Oh, and, and she even like, asked, she asked the stewardess, like, as soon as I sat down, she's like, is there anything we can do about this? Cause like, obviously the three of us are really big, <laughs> which is like, I kind of give her props cause she was like a young girl, you know, probably like late teens or early twenties, you know, mm, millennial. like the fact that she even, no, yeah. she's not a millennial. She's a Gen Z. She's Gen Z. <laughs> she's a Gen Z. Dude. Total Gen oh Z. no. Her name was actually John C. John Z. John Z. John Z. And, uh. Hey. Y'all, John Z. Hey, John Z. Get oh, on over here. me to. Finish your Capri Sun. A, a new segment. <laughs> All right. This is a segment I call Name the List. That was this. That was my segment called Fat Travels with Cole Duke. I'm going to. I'm going to list. I'm going to give you a list. And Fat then Travels you have would to, be a good bad name. So you've seen. You've seen $100,000 Pyramid, right? Nope. Yes. No? So what happens is you get a category. No, when Phil watched you, it, it was like the $10,000 pyramid. Oh, you've seen $10,000 <laughs> pyramid, right? <laughs> Actually, it was it was originally the $10,000 I know. That's Phil. <laughs> Stupid. And then it was like 20000 and then it was 100000 Anyway, here's how it goes. You get okay. a cat. There's a category that you know, but your partner doesn't know. And then you list things in that category. To get them to guess the category, is that how it always is? That's the final only. Okay, because I mean, so initially you're giving them clues to get them to try and guess a word, right? Or are like you making? Yes. Are you making Cole and I play this game with each other? No, I'm gonna. I will list the category. We're pretending. I'm just saying that that's for reference only. I'm gonna li- make the list, and then you try to guess the list. Right? Mm-hmm. You just guess the category. And it would be I'll like a famous person with just some rando, right? Like with a contestant? Often, yes. Yes. Have you seen the when Kristen Wiig, I can't remember who she's playing, like Audrey Hepburn or something like that. Oh, yeah. When they so do that. It's like a fake crap. person, but yeah. She goes on game shows. Oh, my gosh. Like she always says the old word. Old actress. <laughs> like she just says the word that you're not supposed to say. It's password, huh? That's on password, though. <laughs> Password is. <laughs> oh. Yes, that's. Oh, because what is. She's one so of them. funny. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. <laughs> like, yeah. she literally. She's trying not to actively, but she can't. She always yeah, says it. She can't stop herself. <laughs> she's real, she's so funny. Guys, Kristen right. Wig. She's a pretty funny person. All right. Well, this was going to be a really short thing, and now it's gone on. So now I feel like the bar has been raised, and I am not equipped to meet. Don't worry, the bar has not been raised. But okay, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Fishing. 
things deciding who gets to be in a movie. Things that uh, casting casting directors casting. Okay, yes, you're right. <laughs> it's things that you could do while listening to a podcast, to which you could use the hashtag casting and casting. <laughs> <laughs> That was worth it. That was a good payoff. Fishing. (laughs) Fishing. What else? Who gets to be in a movie? That's all I came up with. I was hoping you would guess it. It's basically just just like homonyms. That was this week's episode of homonyms. (laughs) Are they even like? I guess it's homonyms. Not really because it's just the same word just used in two different things. Yeah, I don't know what you call that. I'm sure there's a name for it. Homonym, homonym, homonym. They are homonyms. Homonym, homonym, homonym. Not is that synonyms. what you were doing, Phil? Yes, that's what I was doing. Auga. So one other thing, I when I was in Brazil, caught a ton of regional Pokemon that aren't available here. Super stoked about it. Just want everyone to know yeah. that. Thanks regional for sharing. Pokemon. Thanks for sharing in my bliss. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Sharon. <laughs> thanks, Sharon. I'd like to thank Sharon. I want to thank Johncy. Obviously, shout out goes to Quincy every time. <laughs> Dude, Sharon John C, that'd be like J A W N X I or something. Quink- Quinksy. I always say it wrong. Quinksy, yeah. Quinksy. And then what was the first one you said? Well, Sharon. 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 <laughs> John C. Sharon. Quinksy. I didn't, I didn't butthole any necks, though, when I was going through security. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, have you guys seen? So you guys familiar with the we probably we pedal? might have we might have uh, one or two listeners that weren't around the first time when that happened, and they're yeah. really confused, which I'm fine with. But oh, I just yeah, dude. Just if you but, think about it, the neck. like if you heard the term "butthole someone's neck," you could think <laughs> you could think they were talking about giving someone a tracheotomy. Because you're kind of like putting a little butthole in their neck. Oh, that is so gross. <laughs> I told you about Whoa. that hockey player that That's we went worst. and visited on my mission. Did I tell you about that? No. no. Oh, rock, rocky they were playing. Play. We pronounce he, it Rocky here. He, uh, ho- hockey, hockey. <laughs> uh, he was playing against the Canadians. I think he was on like the Panthers or something like that. But he got hit in the <laughs> neck with a puck. Some stupid team. So he had uh, to have yeah. an emergency tracheotomy. Dang. And he was a member of the church, and so he asked to, us to come give him a blessing at the hospital. And then we die? just talked about hockey the whole time. <laughs> <clears throat> and the guy I was with, he was like an amateur, like a semi-pro hockey player and was like super uh-huh. serious about it. He was from Canada. And so they talked forever about, like this guy was just in heaven talking to this actual NHL player, you know. Revan. This guy was in heaven. Have That's one. really cool. Was it uh, like a famous player? I mean, he was on the nope. Panthers. So he, no. yeah, like I wasn't like this Yard guy. Or... This guy recognized his name and everything, but he, like, he was in the yeah. league for a long time, but he he wasn't like well known by any means. And of course, he said Wayne Grand Gretzky was the best player he ever played against. <sighs> which you kind of have to say that, but it's also true. Like, yeah. It is kind of but crazy see, like, that does anyone argue like nobody will agree who's the best basketball player ever. Right. Or well, I mean, there's like Gordie Howe maybe or like Brett yeah Hall or something. Yeah. But Gordie like, Howe is a name I hear all the time. 
but that's like the guys who say Bill Russell is the greatest ever. And it's like, yeah, that's because back then, like, I don't know. It, you could make the same argument for like Sidney Crosby, maybe that like the competition's harder now than it's ever been, I guess. But Gretzky yeah. was just like, he was kind of like Jordan where in his time, he was so much on another level from everyone else, you know? Yeah, yeah. He was just like playing a different game almost. Yeah. It was pretty. Well, they all, everyone, I've heard like multiple people say this, but they're like, most people see like where the puck is, but he knew where the puck was going to be. Totally. Or like, people will like say that like, of the game. it's like he was up in the booth and he had like a bird's eye view yeah. of all of the ice. Like he knew where everyone was at all times for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, I mean, it's kind of like when people talk about Babe Ruth, like he could, like he had some crazy eyesight where he could just like see faster than other people. Yeah. Like he couldn't go yeah. to movies cause he could see the individual frames and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Which uh, I, mean, I know some people back then anyway. So was okay. that movies sucked back then anyway? No yeah. It's lost. like that could have just been a function of the crappy projectors <laughs> and stuff they had. It's like, Oh no, he couldn't go watch the movie where the, the train comes toward the screen or whatever. <laughs> Like an hour. I think we all know what type of movies Babe Ruth is going to see. Let's be honest. Babe Ruth. Um, It's time for another installment of Stash It, Mash It, or Trash It. Y'all ready for this? All right, I have two categories for you. Um, Which one do you want first, A or B? B. You choose. All right, so B is... The fuzz, I'm calling this one fuzz plus. You have three options. Your three options are number one. The I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce this. The I'll skip it. New neighbor. Number one. <laughs> no, number one is the Billy Gibbons Octavia fuzz from MXR. This is a fuzz pedal with... One switch, one foot switch, two knobs, uh, one for fuzz, one for volume, and a seven-band EQ. Oh, this thing is insane. The knobs are on the top, meaning yes. like... Also, it's massive. Oh, is it? You can't tell. Oh, yeah. You can, like... I mean, the foot switch does look small. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> the... The um the input and output are directly underneath the knobs, like they're stacked above each other. Whoa! So the knobs are on the top, so it has top jacks. Oh! But then above the jacks, it also but has. There's knobs. an angle. Yeah, it's angled. It's like an old style, like fuzz box. It's probably like it's a pedal of size. We'll say it's really Why? big. Why would you put oh, the foot switch? Dude. So far, that's like a hard angle on it too. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like a forty degree slope, thirty degrees maybe, but it's big. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because there's all that empty space. Yeah, and they put the foot switch like right next to the easily breakable sliders. Yes, <laughs> dude, that's so weird. <laughs> and if you look, like somebody, like there's a picture of one taken apart, and so much of the interior. oh really. I think it's based on an actual, like there's I'm an old sure pedal. I'm pretty sure it's like an old Octavia fuzz that they just added the EQ section to. Yeah, but they didn't move the foot switch down. Because the old pedal, like if you look at the gut uh, shot, probably. only like 30% of the pedal has anything inside of it. That's yeah. so weird. Which is how a lot of pedals used to be. Like the yeah, old yeah. Big Monster 
super. The circuit is takes up like maybe. 10. Boss was kind of the exception. Not where even most of their pedals, like the the circuit board, would take up most of the interior. You know. Yeah, they were like compact, I guess. Okay, crazy. So that's one of our choices. So that's your first choice. That's the we'll call that the basic choice. Dude, that's it's probably it's so big. You gotta it's look ridiculous. at like a video where it's like or next like, to someone. It's like a it's like a size six shoe. It's like as big as a size six men's shoe. Yeah, it's like it's having huge. another wah pedal on your board or something. Yeah, practically. All right, that's your first option. Your second option is the uh size six uh, shoe. Size six shoe. <laughs> that's my vocal warm ups. Size six shoe. I like it. Uh, I can't remember the name of this pedal. It is the Kang- Kangra? 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 From the Kangra Filter Fuzz from Walrus Audio. This is your second option. This is a fuzz pedal with one foot switch, four knobs, and three... Oh, two foot switches. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, it's it's Kangra. Four knobs, Kang-ha. three switches. So it's basically a... a fuzz pedal with a built-in like envelope filter Oof. Um, and that's what which, the, the other switch does yes filter fuzz so you can run either one independently or both together from the fuzz by itself just the filter or both i was gonna make a joke about the label on the foot switch and i couldn't remember what that ridiculous one said was it um ah uh, engage no something like that anyways Viewers, write in. Tell us what that. It was on the rose. I remember it was on the Eventide rose. That freaking artwork. Okay, continue. It is cool. It's really. I feel like I want to buy an Eventide rose just because we have to now. You know. I feel like you should. Dude, they're three hundred. I feel like. I feel like you should buy one. Active. Oh, just as active. Yeah. (laughs) Active. (laughs) So weird. I think you should buy one and then be like super. PW and have someone rehouse it. The Kangra? Huh. That's no, what the you even should do. The Eventide? Yes. Oh, the Eventide. <laughs> I could rehouse it in the same box as like a. Is Kangra like a thing? Is that like a real I mountain? Don't, I don't. Oh, Kangra? Oh, it pro- uh, I, I wonder. The Kangra is the most populous district of the Indian state of Himachal Pradesh. So it's like a region. Oh, you don't know that? It's, it's where Dharamshala is, so it's like, yeah, there's mountains there. Is it's that like where in the, uh, it's like in the Himalayas, isn't it? Is that where um, I don't know uh, Bruce Wayne trained? Yes, probably. I don't know. No, that wasn't in India. It's the home where of the Masrur like, Temple. That was like Nepal the or something. Pyramids. It must have been like in Nepal. Somebody's freaking out right now that we haven't said the name of the. It's pronounced Nepal. Of what? The name of uh, Batman's Ra's al Ghul. Thank you. That, but that's the bad guy, right? That's the that's guy, the though. That's not the place. Yeah. No, but like the team of like the, the League of Shadows. Of what League of Shadows? League of Shadows. Did something Did happen you to die, you, Michael? Did you both say that at the same time? We, we both said it at the same time. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> this new character we've been doing. <laughs> It's like it's like those it's people how, that, that when can you're sing. in the League of Shadows, we all say at the same time. That's it's like it those people that can sing more than one <laughs> note at a time. Oh yeah, 
It's inward singing. It's in their throat. Gun Street Wiring Shop represents a brand new approach to the guitar wiring market. From their nothing is impossible philosophy to their community first attitude, Gun Street Wiring Shop is the premier maker of guitar wiring harnesses. Based in Central Oregon, Gun Street only does one thing make your guitar sound and play better. Bored with your standard switching? Gun Street. Need more options? Gun Street. Looking to nail that classic tone? Gun Street. You want to try something that's never been done before? Gun Street. Sean's always coming up with new circuit designs. He's always down to make something special to fit your exact needs. So hit him up now, GunStreetWiringShop.com. Turn your SG into an OMG, your Les Paul into a More Paul, your Telecaster into a Telestar Blaster. And as always, members of the street crew get an extra discount at everything at GunStreetWiringShop.com. And then as I said, and you can't believe I'm singing. Always fucking singing. Guys, tenacious. Okay, D, so that's like, your second option. Oh, can can ahead. I just say that Jack Gray video? I didn't even watch it yet, and I don't know. I don't have high expectations for the song itself, but I just love the fact that they got together and called themselves Jack Gray, Jack White, and Jack Black. It's it's, it's obvious, but at the same time, it's very good. I think what what I appreciate about the video is that um, Jack Black and Kyle Gass do not take themselves seriously in the least no and uh jack white seems like at least his like persona yeah is very much super so. like he does nothing ironically yes every he's taking himself very seriously and so the two the like having them all in the same room but but then is, it seems like they get along very well too oh yeah they're they clearly like like there's like mutual respect somehow which is yeah that's what's funny is that they respect each other when they're so different you know yes yes and that's what makes it entertaining it's like john c Riley and i can't even remember the guy's name now gosh dang it (laughs) danny mcbride danny mcbride (laughs) tom cruise (laughs) i'm sorry guys you know the the mcbride triplets john c Riley and danny mcbride john c (laughs) John C. McBride. John C. Riley and Riley Danny McBride. McBride. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for your third option? Your I third guess. option is oh, the Seymour that? Duncan Fuzz Analog Fuzz Synthesizer. Uh, this is a fuzz pedal with nine knobs, three switches, and tap tempo. <laughs> Sorry, oh, say yeah. it again. It's all all the great fuzz pedals have tap tempo. Who, who makes it? Seymour Duncan Fuzz F O O Z. Oh, dude, it's an LFO signature pedal. Yeah, so this is a fuzz pedal. <laughs> like girls pedal. who wear Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> Take a grip if I have one wish. Oh, I think it's fly when girls drop by for the summer. For the summer. That's such a great uh, song. We can all agree that that is a great song that stood the test of time. <laughs> he literally says, I like girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Like of all the, like talk about dating a song, you know, it's pretty great. Yeah, I've dated many songs in my time. Bad dates, uh, bad dates. <laughs> okay, so, so it's this is a fuzz pedal. So with, it also is uh, a filter. With also a filter, but that filter you can really craft it and do lots of different things. I should with hope it. so. With this many um, freaking so you can make it like a okay, chill, bro. 
Dude. You can make it like a tremolo or kind of like a wah thing or like you can do whatever you want. Um, So that's where the tap tempo comes in because you can, the tap tempo applies to the filter section, not the fuzz section. So you can tap tempo, tap in the speed um, to be exact what you want. It also has an expression in. It's a little bit bigger than the other ones, but it does Is it bigger than the... uh... Well, it's not bigger than... Yeah, maybe not. That's Somehow it's not bigger. <laughs> than the BG7. Like, this has every reason to be bigger than that Billy Gibbons pedal. Somehow yeah, it's not. if you look... Honestly, this it looks like, and it seems like it should be like an Earthquaker pedal. Yeah, yes. totally. Not Seymour right. Duncan. Like, first of all, Seymour Duncan... Like, the only thing I knew about Seymour Duncan is that drive pedal. They, what's it called? Or no, the, oh, the, 805. the, the Trails... Do they make the vapor trails? The vapor trails, yeah. That's a delay, isn't it? Yes. It's an analog delay. It's like a direct response to the uh, carbon copy. Yeah, yeah. Which I always thought it seemed cooler. I've never played one, but I've always wanted to. Yeah, I'll see it. Like It's one that when it pops up locally, I'm like, eh, maybe I'll go buy that. The thing I liked about it is like the the time knob, I think, is clear. It has an LED inside of it, so it like flashes with this speed. Oh, serious? Like the actual knob, yeah. That's smart. Can we say yeah, it is. Um, at this point, you you said you're keeping track of what we have chosen, right? Yes, I have a spreadsheet. Well, I do have a spreadsheet. I want to see the spreadsheet so bad. Um, okay. You have it. I sent it to you. Okay. Well, you I can see, see it, it. any time. Well, okay, you can. I'm, I'm just telling you I want you to. Well, I'm just saying. Am I not allowed can. to tell you my wants, Aaron? You can, but the way that you expressed it was Guys, like, I want a Diet Mountain Dew so bad, <laughs> and and so I'm going to drink some right now. Aaron, I want a sip of coffee so bad. <clears throat> okay. All right, so you got to mash one, stash one, trash one. I think I know what I'm going to do. I'm 100% decided. Okay, everyone's trashing the Billy Gibbons one, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dang it. I, no, Ooh. I'm not. Okay, good. Oh, good. Whew. Dude, also, Seymour Duncan, I think people sleep on them because they're like... A pickup company? <laughs> pickup company, but they have some really cool pedals. <laughs> you said that. That's what's... Company. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the Dark Sun, I think, is really cool. This delay reverb. Um, their Palladium, it's, I think. It's kind of like, it like the Fender pedals. Like, on one hand, they benefit from the fact that the name is so recognizable. But on the other hand, since they're not recognizable for pedals, you just kind of ignore them, you know? Yeah. I bet I would wager that they're more successful in the mainstream and less so in, like, I'm sure, yeah. Place like like I'm sure guitar section of the market where people are like super into pedals. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of another story. Like Boss too from the airplane. Remind me to tell this story from the airplane. But first, let's finish our thing. Why don't you tell it from your house? No, I gotta wait until I'm on the airplane. Hubbard. (laughs) Hubbard. Yeah, burnt. (laughs) Yeah, burnt. All right. Dash mash trash. Okay. Yeah, Cole, I, go ahead. I'm 
I'm mashing the Seymour Duncan. Cause that thing looks wild. And okay. I'm stashing the Billy Gibbons. And then I'm trash just because I don't have a pedal board that's big enough to fit it. And then I'm trashing the Walrus. Part of it is like the okay. Walrus and the Seymour Duncan kind of do the same thing are similar enough that like, but I love, I do like the idea of fuzz pedals because, because fuzz reacts in a very unique way to EQ and to think to other like modulation. So to build it into the pedal so that it can control how it reacts is a good idea. Like if it's done well, I could see it doing way better than having a fuzz pedal on your board either before or after one of these types of effects, you know. That is true. I'm kind of like, I think I'm directly in line with you. I'm going to mash the Seymour Duncan because it's amazing. I'm going to stash the Octavio because it's an octave up. Mm. And and, and having EQ, cool. having having EQ on a fuzz seems like it would be very useful. I feel like really you, bad saying this, but I'm going to trash the Walrus Audio pedal. You'd probably out. learn a lot about fuzz just like messing around with the EQ on it too. I bet. Yeah, I bet. Is it before or after the fuzz? Do you know? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to look that up while we're talking. Um, the graphics on it are actually pretty cool too. Man, though, I don't know though. on the Octavia. Here's the thing. I think that the Congra is cooler than the Billy Gibbons one. But I think the Foos is cooler than both. And like you said, the fact that they're so similar makes me think that. But, man. Oh, did you notice the, game work? the actual That's name? That's what I'm trying to figure out. What does the game force me to trash? The actual name of the pedal is Siete Santos. Is that the name of it? Yeah, it's called the Siete Santos Octavio Fuzz. Oh man, how did you not know know that, Aaron? I don't know what that means. When I I looked it up, on refers to, it's just like Seven Saints, but it's seven band EQ. I don't know if Seven Saints is like a. That's what I'm saying. Billy Gibbons reference, or if that's like yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, is that a band, you guys? That's what I was wondering. Have you mentioned that when it's on that the LED? is on the sliders yeah. on each oh, end yeah. of the freaking sliders. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. my. Which is like Gosh. a common on each. Well, it's like, not each end. It's like on the slider. It's on the face. Like, yeah. The yes. Itself. On each end, Aaron of the slider. Like that's a common thing you'll see on like, oh, like studio the end, gear. Like the tip. Yes. I the tip. It's just the tip. I thought you were saying it was like at the top and the bottom. No, Aaron. Like no, on yeah, each end. So. You freaking word of the slider. Well, no, I just that is what you said. You, meant, <laughs> you mean on the end of each, the end of each slider. That's what, what I said. The end as you're looking from the bottom up. It's the end. <laughs> Not each end of the slider. That changed what? me. Okay. Here's something weird. Back in 1968, Jimi Hendrix yeah. introduced the bearded one, the Reverend Billy F. Gibbons to the searing sizzling magic of the Octavio fuzz. Uh-huh. It's been one of Billy's toys ever since. So yeah, it's some crazy old pedal. It's yeah, it's the Octavio Fuzz is like very 
well known. But Wait, then it uh, says we also went ahead and added the modern convenience of an AC power jack. They must mean DC, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it takes nine volts DC. So why would they say AC on the site? That's so dumb. Like this is so dumb. So is this So is Billy Gibbons the dude from uh God, why am I blanking? Uh, Don't tell him. Yes. Oh. Ah, you told him. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Kit Kat. Bar. That's who that is. <clears throat> yes. It he is. was bros yes. with uh, Jimi Hendrix. That's cool. I didn't know I mean, that. He knew him. Apparently, met him. They were contemporaries. Is that surprising? Just because he's, just because he's a white guy from the south. No, I think it's surprising it's like, because like he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because but he's yeah. also yeah. old. Dead, as hell, so it seems so. like yeah, yes, he's, really he's old. very old. He's also like pretty tight with Kid Rock, apparently. That which that's not surprising at all. On one hand, because they look the same, but they're from such different worlds. You know. Do you know how old Billy Gibbons is? <clears throat> Eighty-one. I would say like 70s, 75. 69, dude. <laughs> Dead, bro. That's, that's surprising. I mean, I was that's surprising. being like over the top he of looks, 81. But he looks so much older than that's 69. true. He does look a lot older. But like 69 means. When did when did Jimi Hendrix die? That's a good question. Jimi Hendrix. 70s? Died. 70 something? He was in his 70s, right? Well, yeah, because he, yeah. he died in 1970. He so he was. Which means Billy Gibbons was like yeah, only he like, was like nineteen. Young. He had to have been, yeah. He would have only been like eighteen or nineteen. So I don't know if he and like. Now that I'm thinking about it, he doesn't even necessarily look old. He has a beard that basically covers his entire face, and he's so always wearing sunglasses and almost always wearing a hat. And it's the same. It's the same beard he's had for like a hundred <laughs> years. So you kind of don't know how old he looks. Oh, dude. Oh, look at this. Uh, look at this old picture of Billy Gibbons. We'll have to put yes. this in the group. So I think it's the kind of situation where like this young guy just meets Jimi Hendrix and not like they were like friends. Because he would have yeah. basically been like a kid. What? Whoa. Okay, with the sunglasses so, off, he looks crazy old though. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Look so at it the says Jimi Hendrix introduced Billy Gibbons. So how so someone that's sixty nine years old was born in nineteen fifty, I guess. He looks yeah, like Willem Defoe. <laughs> but it says like he introduced Billy Gibbons to the Octavio Fuzz. That may mean he personally introduced him to it, or it may yeah. mean like, like Jimi Hendrix was him. playing it and so that's how he knew oh, about it. I guess yeah. yeah maybe I guess that's true. Well, it's I I read something else that said he was lucky enough to spend some time with him, which makes me think like they and met they and he's like, Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. This pedal, I'm gonna Cause I don't. When did ZZ Top start? They might. They were probably 1969. around. Yeah. So they were like. Okay, Aaron. Oh, okay. So he he began his career in the Moving Sidewalks, who recorded Flash and opened four dates for the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Mm. Okay. So oh, he well, so go. he was just like an opening. They they were yeah. just the opener, and so he just like kind of lucked out early on. In yeah, his just career. the opener. Openers are worthless. But you know what I'm saying, like. Yeah. He, no, I'm just kidding. And it was only for four dates, so it was probably like he was the local. They were the yeah. local band that opened the local talent, Aaron, which is kind of wild that like then he yes. also went on to be that popular. Yeah, like what are the chances of that? You know, Aaron, it's true. 
I'm, I'm going to mash Sorry. the foos. Okay. I'm okay. going to stash the Octavio. The Congra. Oh, really? And I'm going to trash the Kangra. This so is the first time we've all been. And here's the, the and honest, and I don't care if this makes anyone mad. The only I was going to trash the Octavio. It's because you guys all copied the, but the LEDs, LEDs. Put him over the edge. <laughs> Hot damn, those LEDs! Not only are we did we all do the same thing, but Aaron started by saying we're all just gonna trash <laughs> the Billy Gibbons, and then none of us did. <laughs> but here, okay. <laughs> Because when you, like on the surface, you're like, yeah, that's dumb. But then when you dig into it, it's kind of a cool pedal. It's ridiculous, yes. but they're all well, ridiculous. But it's also really Yeah, cool. like a fuzz with an envelope filter. Like, yeah, that's not like a super, <laughs> yeah, it's like an always on tap, pedal, you know. <laughs> tap tempo fuzz. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, it just sweetens my tone a little bit. So, Aaron, I, if if you start running out of ideas for pedal, or for gear categories, uh-huh. we uh-huh. you could start doing... Um, Band members, yeah, like signature no, models, like actual human beings to be, yeah. Oh, like to so be like in our Travis super band. Barker, <laughs> Mark Hopkins. Here's your yeah, three you know, drummers. Three players. Here's your here's three your drummers three, yes. to choose from. <laughs> this episode is brought to you, of course, like every episode, by Sinusoid Pro Audio Couture. I first heard of Sinusoid a million years ago when they introduced their sliver patch cables. Up until that point, you basically had two options for patch cables. You had really big things that took up a ton of space, or you had solderless cables, which are sometimes unreliable. People have weird feelings about them. But the sliver kind of melded those two things together and gave us a new generation of patch cable. It's essentially the smallest soldered connector around, which makes it perfect for almost every situation, whether you're a home musician, a touring working muso, a studio player, or you just want your board to look good, the sliver is there. It's tiny, it's reliable, it's pretty dang close to being the perfect patch cable. Uh, they also come in lots of fun colors. You can give an orange, green, red, yellow, blue, or the tried and true black. If you haven't tried them yet, check them out, sinusoid.com. Look for the slivers. They the, really are the coolest patch cables around. Well, it's, that's interesting that you bring that up Thank because you. that leads me kind of into my next topic, my next okay. category, which is uh, tuners. <laughs> and here no, are your first, three options. First, let me tell this story. Oh. Uh, uh, this guy that I sat next to on the plane <sighs> going to Brazil. Uh, to, to Brazil. Tuber. Yeah, to Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, like, runs... He has this company that does like online. It's like an online university, basically. Mm-hmm. But he was asking me what we do. And I said, oh, I'm going down there to work on the temple. And he's like, the church is really big in Brazil. So everyone's at least familiar with it, like what it is. And he was asking, like, are they more similar to Catholics or more like Protestants? And I said, well, they're more like Protestants. They kind of came out of the, you know, they're somehow a, a, a byproduct of the Protestant Reformation and everything. And then he's like, oh, yeah, and a lot of those, he's like, a lot of those Protestant churches grow pretty big, and it seems like they are more relatable for young people than the Catholic <laughs> church. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, the, like the Catholic church, you almost associate with old people. And and he was like, yeah, and they're always like, is there something about coffee that, like, all these Protestant <laughs> churches <laughs> are, like, really obsessed with coffee? <laughs> and I was like, oh, 
That's funny that you mentioned that and that you, he has like no affiliation with any church, has never been to <laughs> yeah. one of these churches and somehow he is familiar with the fact he that does. like all these Protestant churches are obsessed with coffee. That's really funny. I thought that was so great. So you guys are doing good. Keep it up. <laughs> Keep up the good so work. That's the thing that we're known for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not. It's like, oh, and then they also believe that Jesus yeah, is the not, God and he's our savior. But mostly. Not living the life Jesus called us to live, but. <laughs> exactly. A mild obsession with coffee. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you ready? Great. Yes. Here are your tuner options. Your first tuner option is the boss TU12EX. Chromatically. <laughs> Door. Uh, this is a handheld tuner. <laughs> you put it in your hand? It's a TU12X. Yeah, it has AccuPitch. It has like a little needle. Oh, gross. Yeah, dude, this is like the tuner that I had when I was taking <laughs> yeah, guitar exactly. lessons in high school. Yeah, it's red. It has this a built-in mic. This is the tuner that when you buy your first guitar. But you can plug into it. Yeah, it comes with it. I wasn't going to say that. It also has. Say, uh, no, it's not, though. This is like a you, nicer version. When you buy yeah. your first guitar, it's like a good the one. 19-year-old at Guitar Center says, well, you're going to have to get a tuner, and you might as well get the best one yeah. there is. This one. Yeah. yeah. The boss. For $25. Well, that remains to be decided. Here's your second option. So this boss right? one was $100. No, oh, my I'm gosh. Sure. That's stupid. Yeah. That makes me so angry. Your second option is uh, Gibson's RoboTuners. <laughs> that's Wait, your second option. We can, if, if we choose that, we can have it on our mm-hmm. mash. On all your guitars. All, all, our, guitars. all our guitars. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Even the one with the ones we trash. Your only tuning option. <laughs> yes. Even the ones it's that on they don't the even make Robo tuners for that configuration <laughs> yeah. of headstock. They will. Yeah. Make even them. like on a fender. Ooh, on a fender. She's hilarious <laughs> okay. in that movie. On uh, like a scary movie. <laughs> on a fender. On like a Your music third... man. <laughs> All right, you ready? Your third tuning option is to tune by ear based on <laughs> tones given to you by your keyboard player. <laughs> Those are your three options. Those are all so inconvenient. (laughs) You have to stash one, mash one, and trash one. I hate you so much. Okay, um, I my options are ready to go. Oh, go for it! I mean, I gave I already gave them to you. I mean, my okay, my choices. His choices. Oh yes, I have made my decision. Your ranking now. Would you like to hear what my decision is? Um. Okay. <laughs> yes, I would. Um, I would like to mash Robo Tuners. I would like okay. to stash the Boss TU one two E Niner. Uh huh. And uh-huh. I would like to trash trash the keyboard player the not not having a keyboard player i would like to trash <laughs> the keyboard player plunking out my correct notes for me is this thing on those are great options well, you gave them to me so am i hearing other i mean people? great choices sorry those are great choices not options. They're good options too, but they're great choices. 
No, they're terrible they options. They are all terrible options. They're good choices. <laughs> I did my best with them. They're very entertaining <clears throat> options. Just okay, so you know, you, you can choose to have the, the keyboard player tune you up without them actually being in the band. They can just be like, they're only for tuning purposes. <laughs> That's fine. And then you got a fan. You always have at least one audience member. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Will they stick around to see your whole set? Yeah, because you might have to like retune between songs. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. And they would just get up on stage, and like it goes, the sound goes through the PA and everything too. It's not like it's just going to your ears <laughs> and tune off of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in the house. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I'll say about this tuner that like maybe this is on other tuners and I haven't noticed it. It actually labels the LEDs, meaning. The one in the middle when you're in tune is labeled 440, and then they're labeled 439, 438 below it, 441, 442 above it. So it's actually oh, yeah. telling you how many hertz off you are, which I don't think I've ever seen a tuner that actually has units on the LEDs. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Sweet. I love units. So many units. Knobs, units, love them. Uh, I'm it also gonna, has drop drop tuning support. Yeah, totally. And you can adjust to like, you can like tune to other yeah. pitches wow. or whatever. I'm going to, oh man, this is so dumb, Aaron. <laughs> also, I didn't mention this. It has a battery saving auto off feature. Oh, that's really nice. So if you're Canadian. How, how big is this thing? It's, uh, it's pretty small. It like barely has room for the two jacks. It's probably like two, two by six. Yeah, something like that. Roughly? Yeah. It's like the size of like a really weird deck of cards. Oh, I was pretty close. It's five, two and one eighth inches by five and thirteen sixteenth inches. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> You're very close. <laughs> yeah, that was like if there if this is like Something you're using in construction, it would just be two by. They would just call it a two by six, and then yeah, <laughs> uh, this nominally two by six. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stash the Robo tuners just because I want to know the logistics of that. Like I just okay. have a closet full of a bunch of Robo tuners <laughs> that I can put on my guitars <laughs> if I want to, and I'll mash this little handheld tuner. Okay, and you're gonna trash the keyboard player. Trash the keyboard player. So you're copying. Oh, that's me. Not... No, no, you I flipped didn't. the top two. Oh, now I have to copy one it. of you. Idiots. I flipped it and reversed it. <laughs> you put it down, flipped it and reversed it. Put the thing down, flipped it. My neck, and my back. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna. Also trash the keyboard player just because you can never like get their attention to actually play the note you want them to play, and then they always want yeah to, like, they're move like on noodling the next one before you're and ready. You're like no, do it again. And then if it's you're like, just dude. yeah, and then the freaking bassist will be noodling on something, and it's like all just, we can hear right now is the bass. So just bro, stop. just bang that A and let me tune. Keep banging it. Yikes. Um I'm gonna. I want to be in your band. <laughs> I'm gonna also mash the boss. No, I'm gonna mash the robot. No, I'm gonna mash the boss and stash the robot tuners. It's crazy, the, stupid robot. The tuners. problem with the robot tuners, I just don't trust them. Yeah, like they have the ability to screw things up. 
Yeah. Like they're less the handheld one is less convenient. But if it's not tuning properly, that's But it's worst case scenario. Yeah, the worst case scenario for robo tuners is it like breaks one of your strings cuz it goes wild trying to <laughs> tune up or whatever. Like when when the 2015 Gibsons were like in shops and everything, half of them that you would pull off the wall. I remember it cuz I I know I've talked about this a million times, but there was that big uh, that guy who stole like 20 guitars from our local guitar center and they caught him like a half hour later, but as he was stealing them, he had to like drag them under the security gate. So they were all just jacked up and it was all these Gibsons. <laughs> and so they just put them back on the wall and would sell them. And some of them had like significant scratches, like all the way through the finish. And they were like a hundred dollars off the new price. Uh, and so they were on the wall forever. And I'd go to guitar center. First of all, people would just steal the batteries out of the robo tuners. So you had to like track down one that had a battery, put it in there. But then one of the strings would have been like detuned to the point where it just wasn't picking up a tune anymore. You know, like it was just so floppy that it wasn't even ringing at a specific note. So floppy. And then to try and like manually, I I bet if you got familiar with the interface and everything, it would be fine, which I guess if you have it on all your guitars, Phil's going to be way familiar with it. What? (laughs) With the robot. I'm going to be, yeah, all my guitars. (laughs) But it, yeah, it's well, worst you only case have was very two bad. guitars at the moment. Okay. What's our third? Do we have a third category? No, there's just two today. Two categories. I thought they were pretty good, though. <laughs> you did? <laughs> I'm glad somebody thought that. <laughs> I mean, I can come up with something real quick. Okay, here we go. I don't go. think that's the recipe for success. Um, no, the third the third category is where are you going to get your suggestions from? Which Facebook group will you choose? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jatipa, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Yeah, you got to stash, mash, and trash these Facebook groups, the gear groups. The Eventide Rose and the Seymour Duncan whatever are pretty similar like size wise, they're the same price. They're both three hundred and fifty dollars, which is insane. But that'd be a pretty good, mm-hmm. like mini board. Just the Seymour Duncan Foos and the and the Eventide Rose. That would be pretty cool. Maybe throw on a, a keyboard tuner. Yeah, <laughs> throw your keyboard or keyboard player on there. Somebody has to just have one of those old tuners on their board, right? Just Velcro to their board with the little Someone has with to. the little needle, because it it has <laughs> in and out, right? Yeah, and it doesn't like. I think it just bypasses. Does it no have matter. out too? Well, yeah, I know that. Like, I think it just bypasses it no matter the what. The super cheap, like the super cheap ones, just have the in, but like, but mm-hmm. I had like. Uh, my my first electric guitar was a Yamaha Strat copy. I can't. What were they called? Like an RG? Is that Pacifica. a Yamaha or an Ibanez? No, the Yamaha Pacifica. Yeah, probably so. And it came in like a little, you know, it had like a little eight inch amp and a tuner and stuff like that. And it came with one of the. I still have this tuner too. Um, it's brown plastic, but it had an in and an out. I had the, the like silver boss tuner. You know the one that's like it's like gray 
It's like a gray box. Yeah, yeah, totally. It takes like a double A battery. Yes. It's not the not fancy. Not as fancy as this one that I offered to you. Not the TU fifteen. Or the TU no, it's like the It's like the TU one. I don't even think they make it anymore. Yeah, it probably was like TU one. <laughs> I think it might have been the TU fifteen if you go look at it. No, because it is pretty mm-hmm. that has like a bunch of it has yeah, it has a little built in microphone and stuff. Yeah, it did. I think it might be that. You can tell uh, that one's like super old. I don't remember. Anyway. Uh have you guys seen this? Uh you heard about this? <laughs> yeah, seen about this thing. <laughs> hear about this thing? No. <laughs> this oceans ocean you know how so you know oh it was not the T U fifteen. Um the uh, Electroharmonics had this Ocean's Eleven pedal and then they came out with the um or what was it? The canyons, I guess. The canyons and then the Ocean's uh-huh. Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Now they have the Mod Eleven. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. The Electroharmonics Mod Eleven is in the same format and it's basically I'm sure it's built on the same platform, but it's uh it gives you eleven different modulation effects in like a compact form. Interesting. So you got tremolo, harmonic tremolo, vibrato, univibe, coarse, rotary, flange, I think through zero flanger, yeah. phase, pitch shift, and filter. Wild. And it's all in this little box for 150 bucks, which is pretty cool. I just bought an Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, I haven't did played you? it yet. I didn't. How? Let me know what you when think about happen? it when you. What are you doing buying pedals and not telling us about it? I've had a lot going on. Yeah. Whatever. Um, did you buy it from someone no, local? No, I just lowballed somebody and got a decent price. How much did you pay for it? Uh, I'm just kidding. Tell us. I'm not kidding. I, tell us how much money you made, too. <laughs> how okay. much did you spend? I'm working on it. They're like $150, right? Yeah. I think so. So it's, it's kind of wild because it's basically like their take – it's like a much less functional, like big box. It's like the big one hundred nine, not the best Strymons, price, but one hundred nine. But it's such a new pedal that that's. But here's the thing: when I was looking, I was listening to demos, and and you said, you said this one has this one's mod. It has a bunch of mod, like the uh, the Ocean's Eleven does. Yes, but. Like the possibility, they're like it's like modulated reverbs, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. But it has like, but like tremolo. you're talking like that. Yeah. So, but even the tremolo one is reverb and tremolo. Yeah, but still, <laughs> which though, is like, fine. Like, I'm saying that's cool, but I'm saying yes. it's not like it has you much wanted, more, much more modulation options than a reverb pedal normally has. But it's and not if you a, already have not a modulation pedal, your reverb that you don't <clears> want to add a reverb and tremolo to your reverb you just want to add tremolo but i mean you can't but that is crazy like it does more than just basic because it has the echo mode too right the ocean's 11 which is like delay and Uh, reverb yes what are you doing just like buying cool pedals and not telling us but you're i'm sure you're just gonna leave it in i am (laughs) so the other ones don't matter (laughs) 
Don't you have Shimmer Reverb? No, I sold it. Oh, was it yeah. the father? You sold your father? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just buy a more Shimverb? How are you, how are you like on one hand the weirdest $29.99. Most... You're like the freaking most eccentric musician on one hand, <laughs> but then your Jatipa board is just like as Jatipa as it can possibly be. Not like you just you're just towing the company. <laughs> Jesus it's true. Do the company. Of you Jesus. got your Strymon on there. <clears throat> you got your. You have an El Capistan. Uh, yes. What else do you tell? Go through your Jatipa, or do you just have one board? Well, right, right now it's all in pieces. I pulled everything apart, but. Um. Okay, let me. It's actually Is okay. This, he always had one board with two. Should we save? Pads. Should we save this for next week? We so, should. Okay. The biannual make fun of Phil's board. <laughs> I'd like to make, make sure that Phil, everyone knows we that never make fun of they you. should join our street crew, give us money, and we appreciate it. If you like what we do, support it. Support the local arts. Yeah. Yeah, quit being a freaking freeloader. Quit being a freaking jerk. Give us money. Quit it's being America. such a dill hole. What's wrong with you? We're gonna start instituting a tax like I'm gonna walk attacks. around. I'm gonna walk around like uh, what's his face, the sheriff of Nottingham, collecting the tax. <laughs> that was you a know, weird. When he like the family he, that saves together pays, pays together. together. <laughs> and he like throws the little coin down into the cup, and more coins bounce up, and he takes them. Yeah, I love that. He's the best. I love that guy. He's the good guy. Oh, in the movie, right? Man. He he's the hero of the story. How come no one's made that movie yet? Yeah, what? like the you, where the sheriff is the good guy because Robin Hood is literally yes. a thief breaking the law. Exactly, it's just like all these illegal immigrants, you know. <laughs> like if they wouldn't break the law, we wouldn't put them in concentration camps, you know. <laughs> just come legally, follow the process. We wouldn't have to you torture have to them and their out. children if That's they just, funny. you know, follow directions. <laughs> That's like on, uh, on Silicon Valley. Remember when? Gilfoyle is like Canadian, so he has to go yeah. get his paper. <laughs> and then Dinesh is all. He's like, he was done before I even <laughs> parked the car. It's like it took me like three months to get my paperwork done. <laughs> oh, Just do it the legal way. Everyone has a fair, the same fair chance. That's all I'm saying. Especially if you're white. That's yeah, a weird Everyone's thing. equal. Except some people are a little bit more. Most, most of my traveling has been either in Africa or in the Philippines. And it's weird being in Brazil because Brazil's kind of like the United States mm. from, a, from a skin color standpoint, that there's just mm-hmm. a very broad spectrum. And so there's just like white people in Brazil. So people <laughs> would just like talk to me in Portuguese. Oh yeah, like they didn't know. Like nobody in Africa thinks I'm that you're African, local and you obviously. speak the language, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like nobody goes up to me in the Philippines and starts speaking Tagalog to me. But yeah, so that was an interesting dynamic. Tagalog to me, <laughs> folks. Thanks for friendship. Thanks <laughs> for tuning that in. Place. That's where uh, that's where Bush and Live are playing, right? Tagalog. To me. <laughs> yeah, dude. I listen There's to this. I was listening Tagalog to another to podcast, <laughs> a podcast that I listened to called um the fundamentalists and the dude on that podcast went to the bush live show dude and he was talking about it 
The bummer, though, like in in looking at it, because you can go look up the set lists and stuff. Our Lady uh, Peace. Do you guys like? I love Our Lady Peace. Like they're probably in my top twenty-five bands of all time. I do not. Um, Bush, I like a lot, and Live, I'm kind of indifferent about. But like Our Lady Peace mm-hmm. is the first opener, and it looks like they're only playing four or five songs, which is a bummer to me. That's really surprising. Yeah. I'm sure like Bush and Live, they're like co-headlining, so they're probably paying like an hour and a half yeah. each at least. Yeah, exactly. It's probably such a long I show. Think, I think they might even be like altered. Well, from what I can tell, Bush, the the shows, the set lists I've looked at, it looks like Bush is headlining. Like they're the mm. last act, but mm. I could see them like alternating too, you know, or one night it's Live and one night it's Bush or whatever. Yeah. But Where do you find the set lists? You go to setlist.fm? Yeah. Like, I just Google, you know, Bush Live. Bush Live. Yeah. I just go I just go to Google and turn safe search off and look for Live Bush mm-hmm. and just see what I come up with. Just Artist. Click on the Bush. first thing. Both of, those, both of those bands have, like, names really that are hard difficult. to name. Live to is Google. such a terrible band name. And, like, if they... <laughs> Like I feel like that band name could not exist nowadays because nobody would be that dumb. live band. Yeah, like oh, can I? I'm gonna look for like live concert videos. Oh, good luck. Like <laughs> you just have to search for a song name, basically. That's funny. <laughs> live music. Yeah, like what are they gonna? Because like a lot of bands that have kind of standard names, they'll put music on the end for their URL. Yeah, it's like livemusic.com. No, that's not gonna work. Bush music. Dude, that's not, <laughs> you know, chin music is like when you punch someone. What's bush music? Gave him some bush music. That's the what Thanks you end the episode on. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship.